Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, we pick up right where we left off in Mark chapter 3. In verses 13 through 19, this is where Jesus appoints the 12 apostles, and he grants them limited authority to do what he had been doing all by himself up till now, preaching the gospel and casting out demons. Well, who were these men? What was their job? Are they more divine than other Christian men and women? Were they perfectly holy? Some people regard them with almost as much esteem as Jesus himself. But what is the proper way that Christians should understand their role as apostles and regard these men now? Pastor Jim will guide us through questions like this as we delve into the list of names of the 12 apostles. Here is today's slice of the message entitled, The Delegated Dozen. When the chief priests and the Pharisees heard his parables, they understood that he was speaking about them. Why did they want to kill him? Because he said, you're hypocrites, you're leading people to hell, you're children of hell, you're blaspheming. They weren't weren't disagreeing in any sort of a disagreeable fashion. It was mutually exclusive and contradictory views of everything. So, Jesus rebuked that entire system in words, but also by selecting a group of 12 nondescript laymen, none of whom came from the pedigrees of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. None of them came out of the religious establishment. And the number 12 was not an accident. He didn't do it one for each month or one for each egg in the crate. That's not what he was thinking about. It was not an accident. It represented the fact that in his kingdom... Jesus will give these 12 men, you're going to meet in a few minutes, the responsibility to rule over each of Israel's 12 tribes. Where do we get that? Well, Jesus said that, Luke 22, 28 to 30. He's speaking there to the apostles, and he said, You are those who have stood by me in my trials. And just as my Father has granted me a kingdom, I grant you that you may eat and drink at my table in my kingdom. And you will sit on thrones judging the twelve tribes of Israel. In other words, Jesus is saying that whole system had to be abrogated because a couple of reasons. The old covenant was fulfilled, the law is fulfilled, but the misrepresentation of it needed to be judged and swept away. And by the way, what he promised is even going to be represented in the architecture of the New Jerusalem. God is not finished with Israel. All of God's promises for Israel will be fulfilled. And the roles of the apostles are going to be memorialized in the end. Revelation 21, verse 12 and verse 14. He's speaking of the the new Jerusalem and he says, It had a great and high wall with twelve gates, and at the gates twelve angels, and names were written on them, 
which are the names of the twelve tribes of the sons of Israel. So God is not finished with Israel. He's still working with, through Israel. That will be memorialized, the twelve gates to the city, uh, in the names of the twelve tribes of Israel. And then he says, And the wall of the city had twelve foundation stones, and on them were the twelve names of the twelve apostles of the Lamb. In the book of Revelation, Jesus is very often referred to as the Lamb. So, yes, the the gates of the city will be representing the twelve tribes of Israel, but the foundation upon which those gates stand, what really bleeds to what saves Israel, as in all Israel will be saved, is the foundation that is built upon the apostles. Now, there's a list of them. It's here in Mark. I think you'll find it more edifying than you perhaps thought. The twelve apostles are listed four times in the New Testament. There's a list in Matthew, this list in Mark, a list in Luke, and then there's a list in Acts where Judas is replaced after his defection. All four lists are in similar but not identical order. Peter is always named first. The list always contains three groups of four. And the three subgroups are always listed in the same order. It's always this four, and then this four, and then this four. But sometimes within the fours, there's a little bit of uh, variation. The first name in each subgroup is always the same. There's probably a hint there of a, an organization and a delegation of responsibility, as in when they distributed the bread and the fish to the 5,000. So there's probably some organization to that. The only variations are in the order within the subgroups, and Judas Iscariot is always listed last. Now we're going to work our way through uh, Mark three thirteen through 19. The job description for these guys is in verse 1. And then comes the list of the apostles. Peter, James, John, Andrew, Philip, Bartholomew, Matthew, Thomas, James, Thaddeus, Simon, and then Judas Iscariot. We start with the job description. Look at it, verse 13, with me. It says, And he went up on the mountain and summoned those whom he himself wanted, and they came to him. Now, again, let's harmonize the Scriptures. If you compare Matthew, Mark, and Luke, you will see that leading up to this, Jesus spent the entire previous night in prayer. This was a momentous day. They were all momentous when Jesus was at the center of them. But um, later in this day, remember, Jesus preached the Sermon on the Mount. I pointed that out to you when we uh, skimmed through the Sermon on the Mount some weeks ago. I think it's likely that Jesus had announced in advance that this was going to be a day that special things would happen with the Sermon on the Mount and the, the designation of the, of the twelve apostles. Now he gives the job description of these guys. Look on into verses 14 and 15. And he appointed twelve So out of the larger circle of his disciples, disciples means learner, the ones who are following him and learning from him, not just the casual thrill seekers, he appointed 12 out of that larger group so that they would be, and now here's their job description, so that they would be with him and so that he could send them out to preach and to have authority to cast out the demons. 
If you compare the other texts that list these, he also gave them the same power that he had to heal. So he gave them authority over physical things. He gave them authority over the spiritual realm. And most of all, he entrusted them with preaching the gospel. So he delegated his authority or he designated the responsibility to these twelve. These men had no special education. Look at the seminary they went to. Be with Him. That's pretty cool. I spent over three years in seminary. I spent time with some wonderful men who had a profound effect on me. But imagine being with Jesus essentially 24-7 for about three years. These men did not have special family pedigrees. None of them came from the political power structure. None of them came from the spiritual uh, power structure. They came from a, a bunch of widely diverse backgrounds. Uh, probably the ultimate extremes would be Matthew or Levi, the tax collector who had been a sellout to Rome. And on the other end of the spectrum, Simon the Zealot, the member of the Zealot party who wanted to overthrow Rome. They did not turn in an application for this position. They did not submit resumes. Even if they had, their credentials would have been found utterly unimpressive by any worldly standards. Religiously, educationally, socially, these were commoners. They they were everyday men. Now, they weren't stupid. They weren't uneducated. There's quite a bit of evidence that Peter and his brother Andrew and James and his brother John, both uh, those two sets of brothers operated extensive fishing and fishing trade businesses. They, they, They were not unskilled. You couldn't be unskilled and do what Matthew Levi had done in collecting taxes and all the bookkeeping and all of that. But understand that choosing the apostles was a demonstration of Jesus's sovereign power. He chose those who were regarded as lowly men to train and empower to preach the gospel and establish the church. It's like 1 Corinthians says that God chose the simple things to confound the wise. Now, it was not that they volunteered for this position, though they did not come unwillingly. No one ever comes unwillingly to Christ, but Jesus took the initiative in pursuing them and selecting them according to His sovereign prerogative. John chapter 15, verse 6, remember around the table the night before He went to the cross? Jesus says to them, You did not choose Me, but I chose you and appointed you that you would go and bear fruit and that your fruit would remain. The fact that you and I are here this morning as believers in Jesus Christ is proof that the fruit of the apostles remains and it continues to grow. Now up to this point, these men had followed Jesus. As I say, they were part of the larger group that would have been called His disciples. Uh, The word disciples is used both of anyone who follows Christ, anyone who learns from Him, and it's also used of the twelve. But the the ones designated the apostles, that for sure is the twelve and always only the twelve. It was time for them now to be pulled in closer to Jesus from among that larger group. Over the 
months leading up to this, in that time that Jesus spent in Galilee, he focused much of his time on the crowds. And if you piece together the... If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.